Candle Coven. I'm Elena. And I'm Jocelyn from Bijou Candles. And And this this is is the Candle Candle Coven Coven Podcast. Let's light some candles, get cozy, and talk at it. Do you like it better with, um, without those other people? Yeah, I, I think it's good. <laughs> Elena and I just watched the most recent episode of Vanderpump Rules. Um, and it's fun- Vanderpump Rules. It's funny because after all the fucking nonsense of the last few years with them, I was like, I'm over it. You, I say that before every season. And then it came back on and it's like different. They all have kids. <laughs> They just feel like home. I've known them for so long. I know. I'm like watching it and I'm like, look at Sheena. She just wanted to be a mom so bad. Oh, my God. To she have like just, the the whole like seven minutes to hang a TV of it all oh applied to like a baby daddy is something I should have seen coming. But like, it really hit me like a ton of bricks. Yeah. You're like, oh, wait a minute. We have this to deal with it, Sheena yeah. having a baby daddy now. Yep. Yeah. That's the trope. Yeah. And he's not good. I mean, there's some interesting information. There's very. There's like a red flag factory. And and then basically, like, I want the show to become and like, this is like what I propose that they do. I think it should become Tom Sandoval plans an event and then people attend it because it is just so (laughs) funny to me. Don't you think that's what the show is already? It is in a way. But like, I want it to officially be only just him. I want it to be like set up like, okay, so for this event, Tom is going to do this. And like. We give Tom whatever budget like he needs. Like a TLC, needs. like, for like, wedding yeah, style. Exactly. And it's like, Tom, here's your budget. Make this happen. And, like, it's just watching him plan an event is over. so funny to me. He's just like, okay, what's going to happen is at 8.05, the fireworks are going to go off. And then, like, an occasional Katie will come in and, like, derail things. Yeah, Katie will come in and she'll be like, this is uninspired. Yeah, this is a terrible idea. Yeah. It's so lame. And Schwartz will be like, go tell Tom this is a bad idea. And she's like, it's a bad idea. And then um, he's like, you're not going to believe what your wife said to me. And he's like, I had no idea. And he's like, what? What a bitch. I can't stand Tom First Schwartz. All, Tom Schwartz and Tom Sandoval need to just like fuck each other and get it out of the way. If they haven't already. Right. They may as well. They're more intimate. Wait, can I take a pivot from that? Because um, I could literally talk about this all day, but it just reminded me of something very important that I wanted to bring up. Is it interview with a vampire? It's interview no. with a, it's interview with a vampire. No fucking way! It's interview with a vampire. That is so funny. Um, <laughs> yeah. So we watched interview with a vampire last night. I hadn't seen it in years. I realized I hadn't seen the whole thing too. Right. And is, um, guys, there's a lot. There's a lot to cover. The, is Anne Rice saying here that is being a vampire like an allegory for yes. being gay? Yes. Like, because that's exactly it what seems she's saying. Like, that it's like this like underground. It may as well be like a Ryan Murphy joint. Homoerotic vampires. They're so homoerotic. Like they literally talk to each other as if they're life partners. I mean, they hold. They literally are. It, it takes place in Hell's Kitchen, 2019. Yeah, I mean, they're holding <laughs> each other's faces for some reason. The nails. The, the thing. They all have pink and whites. Pink and whites. Freshly manicured pink and whites. I, all of them. Like Tom Cruise was literally like, I'm going to get you a baby and like, you better shut up and like be happy. They they got a, they got Kirsten Dunst to be their daughter, their vampire daughter. <laughs> and they called bo- they're like, you have two daddies now. Yeah. Like literally they say, how, here's your two daddies. Yeah. How about when um, he's that, like, I'm sorry, I'm not over that. No, I know. I know. 
two like, daddies. Is some like wh- when is that not the gayest thing you've ever seen? I know it's like fucking. Like, I like can't Carson believe Carson Presley it. and Tom with an H. I feel like because no one like, to redo your house. Exactly. <laughs> I feel like in the nineties when things came out and they were like clearly having like gay overtones. If yeah. You know, honestly. Like, people didn't really say that. It's honestly because gayer it, than being full-blown just, like, man sex. Right, because it's so, like, almost closeted in a way. It's, like, yeah, gaslighting it's like, no, the it's audience. No, about, like, being on the DL. Right. Like, how about when he's, like, trolling for other immortals, like, under the bridge, and they, they like, share hand signals? Right. I mean... Like, come on! I know! It's, like, crazy. But, like, you don't ever... Maybe I was just, like, young when it came out, and I didn't get that. Oh, seriously. No, that... Yeah, that's what it is. But, like, when you read about it, like, it's not like, this is about gay culture, maybe. Like, well, yeah, it's not like the common trope. Right. Like, a, like, it's literally that. Yeah. Like, it's almost like... And it's in argue. It's like a fact. Right. It's I, blatant. I know. Oh, God, um, It's so weird. It was, it's almost it's like, good, though. Know, I do like it. You know it. how, like, um the Matrix, like, after it came out and, like, the Wachowski sisters came out as trans, like, right. you can look back and say that it's, like, an allegory of, like, a trans... Right. Journey, like the, you know? Yes. Um, it's like that kind of. Right. I don't, I mean, you can like look at it with that, but it's not though, because like the Matrix exists outside of that lens. This does not. This no. is, this is, there's like a fucking like vampire parade in June in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> I just could not get over like how overtly it homo- was erotic. Like the lick, like the sucking of the neck. Yeah. Everything was. I mean, their outfits, their hair, their hair. They had like matching sateen suits. Yeah, I. I they call each other like partners, right. Companions. It's it's the birdcage. It's the birdcage. Fuck, and like Brad Brad Pitt is so ridiculous looking that <laughs> he's gotten so beautiful that he's back to ugly. Right. You're saying that he looks so stunning in this movie that it's off putting. Yes, it is. It's hard to look at. Yeah. It's, it's like staring he, at the sun. Yeah, he looks so ridiculous. And like Tom I'm Cruise, like, put your face away. And Tom, wait, you know what I can't stop thinking about? When my sister called Tom Cruise <laughs> Tom Cream <laughs> by accident too, which is so funny. <coughs> oh my god, Tom Cream, Tom Cream, <laughs> Auntie Chris, it's me, Tom Cream. <laughs> I can't get over Tom Cream. <laughs> okay. I'm okay. That was like a laugh cough at the same time, and it sounded like I was hysterical. What are you laughing at? I'm laughing. Um, what were we talking about? Yeah. Anyways, Tom Cream. Tom Cream. He's good looking, obviously too. But like when you see Bradley Pitt, yeah, at, with the vamp and the contacts, his lips. And he's his, wearing like lip gloss his lips from are like so limited luscious. Too. Oh my god! It is, there's some DSLs. I mean, <laughs> is exactly I what he's doing. Mean. So we watched that. Um, and <laughs> Kirsten Dunst is so cute. I, she's like the best part of it. I love Kirsten Dunst so much. She's in like every good movie. Every single one. Comment below. So we just watched <laughs> um, this Architectural Digest video of Kirsten Dunst's, Kirsten Dunst's house that she has been like curating, I guess. And she was a, old enough to buy a house, which is when she was like 14. I, I guess. was absolutely shook by this, this video. This girl has some deep taste she has the taste of like a museum curator yeah. like you would think interior, her house, she has like a phd in interior yeah. design i've never seen anything like, like it. a 48 year old professor in like 
Wellesley. Right. Who I had millions of dollars. I was literally like, I did not expect this. This taste level. It's art. She, she has like it art. Was, no, her like, house is literally a gallery. Yeah. I was like, Kirsten Dunst. Yeah. She's literally like, yeah, I've been working with my interior designer since I was 14 and I could buy a house. And she would have. And, and <laughs> that Jumanji of, money. And she was. Yeah. She basically said that she like would invest her money. Yeah. Like she didn't have a house yet. Remember, she was like saving. Oh, up. right, right, right. She didn't have a house yet, but she wanted to like use her money to invest in things that were like worth Not something. like cars or cars and yeah. clothes. So she was like buying like expensive pieces of like vintage furniture. or antique furniture and art. And then when it came time to like have her house she had this like a beautiful collection of yeah her house is like the moment like interior design it museum. was like it was crazy i was literally like what and then jesse plemons just goes and sits his like big white ass on everything <laughs> farts on it. He, he has like one couch that he brought in they have to figure that's like design a room around his stupid couch you hate jesse plemons. no i don't i actually think the, like it's so funny to me that they found each other they're like two little marshmallows <laughs> <laughs> did they meet on fargo Fargal. They I don't know if they met. Yeah, I think they did. Yeah. Okay. They met being very Minnesotan together. Yeah, right. Mount Rolls American Teen Princess Pageant. Oh, I love it all the time. <sighs> the most smartest. Look at this most smartest. Um, today's a Q&A episode. And in a typical Mercury retrograde fashion. Ugh, it's been a bitch. The, it's been very much like uh, electronics for oh, me. Oh, yeah. Every day there's something. <clears throat> like, I I just had to switch the batteries in the remote. Okay, you had to switch the batteries in both remotes yeah, in this what? house? During Mercury. this week. I'm sorry, that's suspect. That's sus to me. That's super sus. I don't. Remember, like, we went to T-Mobile the other day and, like, everything was on. Oh, Yeah. The Fritz. Is Elena, that what it is called? Elena had, yeah, Elena had the to, Fritz. The Fritz. Yeah. What is the origin of that it's saying? On the Fritz. I don't want to. I don't want to know. Is it racist? I don't. Anti-Semitic. Everything sounds like it will be. It probably is. Um, but Elena had to, some business to attend to at a T-Mobile. <laughs> Everything was. Bro- they were like, "Hold on a minute. This has been acting weird. Hold on a minute." I gotta say minute. though, going to a T-Mobile outside of the city is like. So the concierge much, service. So much different. When you go <laughs> Do to, I have a black card? Oh, I remember like going to get my phone. This is an AT&T. Um, I went to get a phone upgrade or whatever. And they treat you like you're being interviewed by the CIA. Oh, yeah. They're like, are you an approved <laughs> member of this account? <laughs> right. Like, I need the social like, and the I'm blood type blood of, sample. <laughs> of the, the last five generations of your family yeah. tree. <laughs> Bring up your ancestry.com. Right. What is your dad's verbal password? He's not even on this account. We just need it. It's like a background check. It it is absolutely. They give you hell and then they're like a thousand dollars, please. Yeah, you like hear a helicopter. Yes. Yeah. They they you feel like it's very like you get a KGB cavity search. Vibes. Yeah, very KGB vibes. Oh my god! And then they're like, and then that will be so you could either pay. Uh, $1,500 now. Yeah. Or we could punch you in the face every day for the next oh, four years. <laughs> <laughs> I have a game for you. Oh, my God. But like, literally, is the no, purge. but these like phone contracts are hilarious. I mean, what we put we us Americans are getting fucked up the ass with these phone companies. I Hard. Big phone. It, yeah. Big phone. Are you kidding me? Spectrum. Spectrum. Oh, better yeah. fu- take me out to dinner first. Remember Singular? Oh my god! I remember going to like the basement tech services, like part of my college, like on the first day I got there to get a cell phone. That's a thing. Uh, from Singular, it was like campus <laughs> cell phone. What kind of it phone was, like, was cheaper. it? 
It was a flip phone. It was a brick. It was an LG. Something oh, yeah. that I like spent hours finding a ringtone for, you know. Oh, yeah. You're, Classic you, I bet you had a lot of ringtone situations. Big into ringtones, big into the, you know, like when Nokia, you could like change the face. Yes. And they have like the kiosk at the mall. Oh, you're a big kiosk Oh, girl. my God. Just that one. Yeah. It's, you like like, a, it's a real life Winamp can skin. You- <laughs> <laughs> Winamp skins. I mean, to be fair, you're still like that. Because exactly, yeah. she just upgraded her phone and she had to get a new phone case. This bitch was on casetify.com. I got I get it before. I can't go sponsored. a day without wearing wearing a case. <laughs> <laughs> I think you really can't cases for uh 72 business well, yeah, hours. Well, ca- yeah, casetify has like infinite case. I don't know. Okay, it's like it's some algorithm to be too that just many like, choices. Yeah, it's like AI. It's too many choices. It's too many choices. The cases are are wild on there. They're like, "Are you an alien tween core it's 90s so neon specific. witch?" Yeah. Like that you're like, smokes weed? Yeah. <laughs> It's so specific. And then it says my name on it. I like, didn't even tell them. Oh, my God. And then I, I have to get a pop socket, too. I hate having too many choices because I'm then as like a that like obsessive perfectionist that lives inside me that I have to constantly scream at. Yeah. That person goes, check all of them first. Oh, you have to check them all. What if you missed it? Check all the. So then what I do is I go through every single. This is why I have a hard time online shopping at clothing stores that have too much stuff. Like Airy? Like, no, Airy, I, I pretty much like know a, the like entire an thing. ASOS. Yeah, ASOS is too much. You can never know what they have. No, they have everything. And somehow. like, and the thing with ASOS, something like an ASOS, it's like that fast fashion of a, you don't know if you're going to get something that's like a piece of plastic. Or the wish.com thing. Right. Yeah. I mean, you just never know what you're going to get. You never know. And like Life the is like a box of chocolates. <laughs> they should do a commercial like that. That doesn't sound remotely like, like Forrest Gump. Like, thanks. Have you ever done like the worst impression you can think of? It's just like, life is <laughs> like a box of chocolates. You never know what you're gonna get. Did I get the part? <laughs> um, why, you know, I can't think of any line from Do any your movie Christopher now. Walken impression. What does he say? You know, like, when, like, when I get put on the spot, I cannot think of literally anything. No, that's like me like, too. The only thing I can think of right now is we're going to need a bigger boat. That's the only line from any movie I can think of right now. No, the same I thing, know Kung Fu. The same thing happens to me. If you ask me any pointed question, yeah. my brain will freeze. I just blacked out. Yeah. You know, when like people will be like name and like on the Ellen show or something and you have five seconds to like literally name an actress. Yeah. And you're just like Ugh. name any actress or like, you know, Z way. Yes. How she like has people on and she's like name five black people. <laughs> and everyone's just like uh, uh, Barack Obama. <laughs> But like me, I would be like, um, I can't think of anything. No, not a single thing. No, I do. Too. Any, anything no, I do. I go full panic mode and people ask me questions on the spot. I'm Ugh. like, nope. Tom Cruise. Tom Cream. George Michael. <laughs> Tom Cream. Um, can I get a little bit more Tom Cream in Wait, that Wait, did I even finish saying what the problem with the Mercury retrograde was? I didn't. No. So the point of me saying that is that half of the Q&A questions for this oh, yeah. week's episode got, they're gone. They're in the ether. Yep. I don't know where they went. We had them and now they are no they're, longer they're available at, uh, on my digital devices. They're at Amazon Web Services. So I have half of them and then I remember a couple from the first one and I will try to remember them. Maybe we can just ask each other questions. I don't, honestly, at this point, if, if fine. <laughs> That is fine. Should I actually dive in and get us a question? Yeah. Um, One moment. Oh, wait. You know what I want to do first? What? 
Candle of the week the or the day. Candle of the week. Still not sure. Still not sure what we're calling it, but it's the candle of right this moment. The candle of the blank. It's mm. a mad one. I'm um, burning Morticia, Black Rose, and Thorns, the votive candle from the Vamps collection. The Vamps. Just keeping it in spooky season. It smells so freaking good. Yeah. It's um like kind of like a dewy rose cologne. How good is Black Rose and Thorns? Mm. Well, you know, because yeah, I just love it. She's just always cutting the, the stems she's and like, keeping the stems. Gomez. Gomez. Can we talk about how good Adam's Family Values is? It's phenomenal. But first, let me read the um, description. Oh, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> no. Okay, ready? Morticia, Black Rose, and Thorns. The velvety perfume of rose petals mingles with plush peony. A sharp bite of mandarin essence. The allure of warm amber and sensual musk draws you closer. Beware the thorns. Cara mia. Cara mia. <laughs> um, why doesn't anyone name their daughter Morticia? Because it's short for mortician. It's short for it? I mean, it's, it's the like, same amount of syllables. It's, it's, it's like, different things. I mean, it's literally it's like, like it's the female name version of mortician. I love it. Yeah. It's a nice name. Tish. Tish. Caramia. It's <laughs> it's delightful. This is a fan favorite. The Morticia candle. Totally. That one always sells out like right away. It's good. It's a good rose. <laughs> it is a good I rose. I think that like. We have some good rose we have, candles. That's, yeah. I have to say that's I think if we can toot our own horn. We're good at doing rose because mm-hmm. rose can be really bad. It can be. But when it's good, it's so good. And I like a juicy, fresh rose. It can be like old lady-ish. Yeah, that sort of like. Yeah. God, potpourri had a big. I mean. Wave in the 90s. It was just. Everyone was everywhere. It's everywhere. It had to. It had to be covered in chemicals. Why were we doing it? I. The 90s were doing. Trying to push some agendas that were very intense. Mm -hmm. It was a lot of like. Oh, you don't have this yeah, thing Yeah, there was in your like a house? lot of weird shit that they were trying to get us to do. There was like so many products. It was like a very lot of product heavy time period. I feel like there was a lot of like balls and stuff. Like, what do you mean? Like a soap would have like boba type sure. balls in oh, it. Oh, yeah, like Orbitz. Or a drink, yeah. That drink. Or and like there's glitter and everything. Glitter and everything. Sus- things in suspensions. Yeah. Yeah. Remember um when the Glade plug-in came out? Plug it in, plug it in. What a good song. And that thing got hot. Did it? Yeah. I feel like it was... Was there a battery in it? Like you plugged it into the wall. No. <laughs> There's not a battery I just in. want you guys to know, too, Um, someone in our lives that is no longer in our lives used to use these as cologne. <laughs> just saying. Comment below. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, they get... The original Glade plug-in, it was like that pl- white plastic with like a grate on okay, it, and yeah. you just like put like this like yes. tray of of scented jelly. I in do and remember out of it. the scented jelly tray, and you yes. plugged it into the wall, and like the electricity from the wall like heated it up. That is so dangerous, and it, it would like, like kind of melt and like emit a smell. Uh huh. Though so that could not have been good for us or anything or oh, anyone. Absolutely not. I, I bet it's filled with like DEET and like lead. <laughs> we didn't get into that shit in my family. DEET and lead. Blood we did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Literally just like. No, we didn't have like paint. the, the uh, like American stuff like that. My parents like weren't into that kind of stuff. Okay. They like avoided the product. Yeah. What did you guys do for. We didn't have like smells. Stuff? You didn't grow up with smells in your house? 
Um, not like as a, a decor thing. Like my mom wore a lot of perfume though. Like she so was she like, would just perfume. walked herself around the house. Yeah, she just, smelled so good. To scent the house. And like lotions. Okay. So you're a personal like fragrance. F- fancy, like fancy lotions. I like that. From like the apotheca. Oh, excuse me. <laughs> the apothecary? Yes. My mom used to work at Glamour Magazine before um, she was like having babies. Oh my God. You, she just sent us the best pictures. She just sent me like a trough of pictures of her like modeling. I guess they would, just, she was a writer there, but she, they used her as a model, I guess, in some shoots because yeah. she's gorgeous. Yeah, she is. I have to post them. Yeah. If she, that's okay. I should ask her first, but I'm sure she'll be okay with that. Yeah. I mean, they're, she looks amazing. I know. She was like a beauty editor or like a lifestyle. Lifestyle. Yeah. I think she was like <laughs> health and fitness, actually. I love that. She was like literally writing articles about like portion control. <laughs> what year? When? Like what was it? It was like late 70s, early 80s. I think. Oh, I yeah. bet the what was like the diet du jour. Like literally she didn't she didn't even write about that. She was just like portion control. Yeah. Because she was like yeah. she was like ahead of her time. Yeah. Everyone she else said, is like eat cottage cheese. Right. And she's like, just control your portions. Yeah. Um, and I she was like a lifestyle editor, too, I think at some point. And uh-huh. she said that she had like so many perks. That like she would get like a BMW to test drive for like the weekend. Oh my god! <laughs> they, I have to say, in the eighties, like the that's boomers, so ridiculous. the perks that the boomers got. Were I mean, this she literally so walked nice. into Condé Nast and asked for a job, and they gave her one. So like when I graduated college in two thousand and eight, oh, my no. mom was like, just go in and ask for a job. No, <laughs> yeah, they didn't have that then. <laughs> that's not how this works. There was too many people, right? Too many of us. We yeah. all had we all had degrees. 2008 and nowhere to go an art history degree (laughs) i yeah i went to school for musical theater (laughs) at least you got out in 2006 though yeah that's true so that i could work retail for two years before it got bad so you can go for your um gay doctorate and get a hair license (laughs) i do have what's considered a gay phd which is a musical theater certificate i went to amda it's not even a degree a certificate. It's like it's a conservatory. It's like something you get when you go mini golfing. Yeah, they're like you finished just you did school, and then I got a uh, cosmetology license. That was sick. That was it. Was a good. I get. just like love the idea of Jocelyn. Like Jocelyn is such like a, an L Woods type person. Oh, thank like, you. She's so great. Like literally, if you know what she's like, the fact that she like got up and went to hair school is like so fantastic. <laughs> what do you mean? It's just like <laughs> such a decision. I love it. Oh, like when I because you when really, I make a decision, really, I make it. Yeah, you really like um, consider things hard. Like you don't do things willy nilly. No, I don't so, like, like to waste my energy. Yeah. So for you to like be like, I'm just going to go to hair school for two years. That's like that's a decision. Yeah, I made that choice. It was it was a lot. And you also got two doggies. I did. See, the things that I do, I really yeah, go for. Yeah, you fucking do the coolest shit. <laughs> what, what, like it's hard? Like what? Like it's hard? Like um, that's what you're like. That's so sweet. Thank you. And then you graduated like first in your class. That's so nice. And you got like a huge award. And you like. I did. You, she went to Atlanta to get an award. Oh, my hair school award. Yeah. Yeah. I Like the Edwin And stayed at the W Hotel. It's called the Edwin O'Neill Full Potential Award. <laughs> But yeah, you're such like an Elle Woods and Molly and Oliver were your bruiser. Oh my God, I love that. I know, can you imagine I was like 21 and I was like, let me get a dog. And then I was like, you know what? Let me get the other one. I got the brother. <laughs> I was like, let me get two dogs. Can you um, explain the story of when you saw Molly? Yeah, so I was like, I grew up having dogs 
my whole life. I never didn't have a dog. Yeah. And then you had ter- like terriers, right? Oh, yeah. We had Scotty's. And then we had Cairn and we had a Caton de Tulier <laughs> named Daisy, who was so cute. <laughs> oh, my God. And when I went to um, school, for the, when I left home for the first time, I remember, like, of course, I miss, like, my family and, like, I miss home. <laughs> but, like, <laughs> I, I miss my dog. That. I Of course I did. I miss my dog so Was it much. Daisy at that point when yeah, you Yeah, it was Daisy. Mm-hmm. And I, I was literally like, I miss my dog so much, I feel sick. Yeah. Like, I just... Like Did Daisy having, hang out with you or Grammy more? Oh, she hung out with all of us. She's one of the girls. Yeah, she's just one of the gals. Um, and so like I remember going home for Thanksgiving and just being like, "Oh my god, Daisy!" Like I was like <laughs> shaking, and, and everyone's like, "Hi, Jocelyn." <laughs> <laughs> no. I really was like, I just missed having a dog. I yeah. love having a dog. It's the best. And so when I was like twenty one, I was like out of school and I was like working, and. I was like, I want to get a dog. Like, <laughs> this sucks. I want a dog. It's like, I'm sorry, but like having a dog makes your life so much better. So I was looking on like this, like pets, next day pets or pets website. This is in 2000, what? Six. Eight, six. Oh, yeah. When was she born? 2007. It was 2007. And I see this like little puppy pop up. I've been looking through pages and pages of like adorable puppies. <laughs> but I see this picture of Molly. and. I'm like, it's like Yorkie poo, like available in a week or whatever. And I like started crying. It's the cutest series I literally of photos. Could not believe we'll post these two. I was like, this is my daughter. Yeah. And so I like there's one with her and a cell phone for size. Yeah, she's tiny. <laughs> and like, so I literally like got her. <laughs> and there was it was like a litter. And then there was a brother also. So I got her first. <laughs> Also, I just want to let you know, at the time, I was not as, like, savvy or educated about, like, adoption. I mean, yeah, you were 21 in 2007. Yeah, I so. didn't really understand. I got I got her from a breeder, which I thought was, like, ethical, but yeah. I'm realizing that in the future, when I will When you got adopt. her one, like, not everyone even had Facebook. Right. I didn't quite understand. <laughs> so, but anyways, so I got her. And I had her for a couple weeks and I was like, I really like wish I had her brother because I feel like there's some would be something so nice about having them together. Yeah. And I thought it would be nice for her to like have a playmate. So I literally got her brother. (laughs) He was still available. And then I had two dogs at 21 years old. (laughs) And it was like being a mom of two. And it was when I met you and you told me you had two dogs, I like couldn't believe it. It's like it's kind of a lot. Yeah. I didn't realize like how weird it is. But like it's like incredible. You rarely meet someone that age with one dog. Right. Let alone two. Yeah. <laughs> From the si- they were siblings. It's hardcore. It was <laughs> I'm like, does someone die? I remember like calling my parents and being like, I'm gonna get a second dog. Am I being insane? And they were like, actually, no, just do it. <laughs> they were literally like, they were like, why not? They're never gonna say no to getting a dog. No, they love it. Yeah. Yeah, we love it. We big time dog family. Yeah. We actually like have to like keep ourselves like very like closed off to like a lot of a lot of dog and animal stuff because we will have a thousand dogs I know. like we have to like you ever notice that people that have like the softest hearts or like the are like softies like uh-huh. have to put on a hard shell yes that's like my tell whole, me about it that's what i'm a cancer i'm like i can't see it 
turn the channel. Oh my god. I can't look. At How about when you're like at the yeah, gym? Yeah, you're right. I'm telling you what being a crab right? is like. How about when you're like on the treadmill at the gym and like in the arm, oh, like plays in front of you, like directly in front that of happened, you? That's happened to me recently. That's an attack. I was like, Sarah McLaughlin, stop you it. You know which one's been taunting me recently too? The elephants. The elephants. Stop. The fucking elephants. I can't. I can't even it. watch like David Attenborough shows because I don't want to know that uh, like animals exist that are cute that are like killing each other out there. No, I can't. It bothers me. Like I can't. I know it's like the cycle of life, but I can't deal with it. I'm not even that mad about that. I'm more mad about stuff that people do. Oh well, that. yeah, that's like disgusting. Yeah, it's a circle of life. It's a circle. A circle. Um, you want to know what else about a <laughs> a teacher interview? <laughs> yes. Um. I was like, oh, it's interview with a vampire. It's not and vampire. The vampire. (laughs) It's a vampire. And it's just like, did that get changed? Is that like a, what you call it? Mandela effect? Yeah. Wait, let's, Emily, ask a question from the questions. Wait, can I just say one more thing? Of course. Imagine you're just like Christian Slater, Christian Slatering around. Right. And you think you're going to like go home with Brad Pitt and maybe hook up. And he's like, can I talk to you about the past 700 years? <laughs> and you're just like, I'm ready to go. He's like, I'm vampire. Yeah. <laughs> Who, me? Vampire. I'm vampire. Okay, wait, do you want to hear some questions? Yeah. Okay. Okay, this is an advice one that is you're going to love. How would you do a Buffy-themed 30th birthday party? I need help. Well, it's obviously at the bronze. Okay. So I would just recreate the bronze wherever you're going. Okay. I think that like, first of all, fantastic idea. Did I do the same thing? Kind of? No, not really. What? Which one? My 30th birthday. I had a Buffy did, cake yeah, on my 30th birthday. Yeah, you did a middle school dance theme. Which was... It, it was hot fire. Yeah. Uh, oh my God, Buffy's so good. Yeah, the bronze. And Can like, you like play, elaborate on what the bronze is and stuff? Oh, it's like the the club it's basically like their their peach their, pit. Yeah, it's like their club. <laughs> yes. Yeah, and it's like kind of goth. There's like so bands that 90s. play there. Um, there's like pool tables. Kind of grunge, kind of goth. Yeah. There's like a Chibo Mato episode that's yeah. really good. There's vampires there occasionally. Yeah. But um, yeah, I would like make a sick playlist. Like I think that like playlist get make like the party. I w- I would do the playlist of like all the the bands that came at the bronze. That's what I'm saying. The Sugar Water by Chibo like, Mato. Muff- like music is big in Buffy. It's like very of the time and it's stylized. It's like such a great playlist thing. To I make. also think that people could come. I think you could do like a light cosplay. Yeah. Like, like some either people, come as like a character or come as a vampire. Yeah. Like you, you can, can come as a vampire or not. Right. I think that sounds so fun. And then you can do. <coughs> I know this sounds cheesy, but like I always love stuff like this. Like you could do like a special cocktail that's like a blood themed cocktail. Totally. Or like a some sort of like the Slayer cocktail, you can get people like steaks, like or something with steaks, just like make people feel like they're oh like my in God. the show, right? Like use steaks and like put like fruit on them, yeah, and like put that in your cup. You know what I mean? Just like camp it up a little bit. I love thirtieth birthday party is a big one. You did a big one, and I did my birthday was uh, witch themed. Of yeah. course it was. Coven's cloaks and candles. It was that's that was, what it was the theme. Guys, am I the most consistent bitch? Seriously. <laughs> and everyone came dressed like a, like they were in like a secret witch society. Like a Victorian witch thing? Yes. It was so freaking fun. And we had it at like a speakeasy. Yeah. That was that was a good one. That was good. 
That was another fun. year we did for Jocelyn because her birthday is the day before Christmas. Right. We did a Val party like from Clueless. Right. And that was such a good I one. I got a, a Chipotle box. Oh, yeah. And here's a hot tip for ladies. If you are straight or if you are into male presenting. Yes. Walk around with a box of Chipotle catered <laughs> and every man in the world will come and hit on you. Elena was walking around with this <laughs> box of burritos and got so many marriage proposals. Yeah. Like, no joke. People were like opening doors for me. <laughs> Being like, lady. They're like, the babies, ma'am. Yeah. <laughs> Where are you off to? It was so fun because you made like this sick playlist. I made like a video playlist. Of, of all the videos from like the Clueless like soundtrack. Yeah, like and, that like, era. All the music videos and everyone came dressed like they were in Clueless. And yeah, we had it decorated like the Val party as best as we could. And rolling with the homies. Rolling with the homies. And we had like a full burrito bar. It was so fun. Yeah, We love to throw a party. Yeah. Not anymore, though. I mean, how can we? I just I, I'm glad that this happened. Did you get it out of your? Are you tired? I'm done. I don't you, drink anymore. You're tired, Tommy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes. And then there was the Halloween party that I broke my foot. Yes. Um, this person asked about their birthday party, but Here now we we're are. just telling them. <laughs> Here we are. But I think the thing that makes it is like all the little details. Yes. So I would say everybody come dressed like they're from Buffy, whether you want to be a vampire or not. You, uh-huh. could, be, you could be the silent men. What are they called? <gasps> yes. What are they called? Yeah. The gentlemen. Yeah, the gentlemen. They're so scary. Uh, you could literally show up as anything. There's so many characters you can come dressed from the as. Bu- and I would say, if you want to be Buffy, tell everyone no one that no one else they can be yeah, Buffy. Obviously, you can be the Buffy. Obviously, and that's who what are I you going to be? Obviously, I am going to be the Faith. <laughs> <laughs> do you know who I love? Kendra. Kendra. Yep. <laughs> who is Beyonce's stepsister? Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> Pop culture, you know. Kendra. It's, it's everywhere. <laughs> It's all around it's us. It's all around us. Okay, you want another question? Mm-hmm. Can you guys give us some early days of Bijou stories, please? I mean, the first thing that popped into my head was just being in that little storage unit with you. <laughs> <laughs> so we did the first year that we were in biz, we actually <laughs> had our products in a little fulfillment center. And then we decided we wanted to take fulfillment in-house. Uh-huh. Just because because we're crazy, because we just thought it would obviously lower costs, which it does. But like something happened that kind of was just like the most fortuitous thing ever that like it could not be ignored. Yeah, this was like part of why we did it. So we lived in the city. Right. On. Do I say that the no, the cross street? No, Mm, we lived in like Morningside Heights (laughs) and across across the street from our apartment. They put in a storage facility. Yeah. With like a like brand new. A brand new one. And it had a loading dock. Uh-huh. And we were like. It was temperature, like climate controlled. Climate controlled. And we were like, should we fulfill everything ourselves and yeah. warehouse it ourselves? And at the time, it made sense for like the size of the business we were. So we had everything shipped to this warehouse. We built this like storage, like shipping unit. We bought all these like metal shelves and put them together. And we've got packing table and like we got UPS there and we figured out like the pickup and everything. And like um, (laughs) we we packed everything ourselves for like over a year. Yeah. And it was 
a wild it was experience. A and that's like early Bijou days to me. Like they were like the I early, early days it. of us like kind of like getting the samples and figuring out what it was going to look like. Yeah. And like that, like I, that was like, this felt so much more hands-on in a way. Like with the minute we were like getting the orders, printing the orders, packing them, like it, coordinating with like truck drivers, yeah. getting like pallet jacks. Like we were doing stuff that like. Like figuring out like where to put everything in this like fucking 10 by 10 unit. Right. It was truly like, this is work. we felt like we were like, hard working it was it was i mean i wore like car hard it was hard (laughs) and like that to me is like the root of bijou is like okay we're gonna put like our blood sweat and tears into you know how hard we were working like i had a favorite box cutter i had like my box cutter oh yeah we had like i had a craftsman we had like methods yeah we had like by the end of it we were covered in so much like wet tape residue (laughs) oh my god my finger like my fingerprints like came off sometimes we would just go in there and just like make boxes yeah. and have boxes like kind of put together oh, during like peak season, like Black Friday. Oh, the, Bla- the Bla- Black Friday that we did when we were packing ourselves was we packed for, I think, 14 hours a day for a week and yeah. like, like seven days in a row. Yeah. I've never packed that much in, in my life. It was and we knew it was going to happen. And we were just like. We're just going to do it. We brought Molly over in her wagon. So Molly had like this little wagon with like blankies in it. And uh, sadly, our dog Oliver had just passed right around this time. So we were like upset and. Yeah, (laughs) but I guess it was good because it was like it was a really good distraction. And we would just sit there and just I mean, not sit there, but stand there and listen to podcasts and pack and pack and pack and eat sandwiches in there. Oh my god, so many eleganza deli sandwiches. <laughs> and like if people Jules ever would come in and be like, I got these pop chips. Yeah, I would just be like, today we're having cheddar, bitch. <laughs> yeah. Like there's nothing like it is climate controlled, so it was but it was also kind of cold because no, it's it was not freezing. like it was really cool. So we yeah. were like wearing like winter coats, eating a sandwich. Yeah, and I like couldn't wear gloves and I you know I get cold thingy tips. You can't wear gloves really while you pack. Um yeah, it was just like it sounds really hard, but it was like awesome and like when we were doing it, I was like, we're going to look back on this fondly. We're going to yeah. look back on this and be like, we did that. Definitely. And like we would have these like stacks and stacks and stacks of ready made boxes. And our we had the best UPS guy, yeah. Mike. He was the best ever. And I he would like him. come and he would pick it up in batches because it was so much that yeah. he couldn't get it all at once. And, and like, we were just wow, like, guys, it's time. He like watched our business grow because yeah. oh, like he Mike. would just be like, oh, my God, look how many boxes this is. And yeah. he would get like so excited for us. And he's, he was Chinese and he spoke like similar Cantonese to what I speak. Right. So we uh, would exchange some Chinese words sometimes. Which was just, I loved that for loved. you guys. It was very nice. Yeah. And um, yeah, it was just, and then we decided, okay, we can't do this anymore. We have to oh, be right. able to <laughs> sleep. Yes. So um, how are we doing it? I, I, now that I look back on it, I don't know. We just did it. We just took it on. We just made it happen. You know what it was? What? Our couch wasn't that comfortable. <laughs> That's true. Now I just want to sit on our couch all the time. Yeah, this is a really good couch. Comment below. Uh, <laughs> tips if you want to get out of the house, get a really get uncomfortable a, couch. Get, yeah, get a comfy couch if you want to stay home. Okay, here's another question. Sushi. Nasty yes. or amazing? Oh, love it. I love sushi too. Are we talking about um, Northwest's dog? No. <laughs> sushi forever but like i'm very specific about it i'm not gonna go to an omakase because like 
Right. As much as I appreciate the art form, I'm not going to be eating the squids and the eels and the yeah blowfish and yeah the ones that can kill you if you if they cook Cuddle it wrong. Fish? Yeah. yeah, like I'm just I just give me my salmon. Right. I will eat exclusively salmon rolls. Yeah. The whole time. I love sushi, but again, specific- <laughs> I love sushi. I love it. Um, I, I'm pretty particular as well. Yeah. And also, I like like fancy sushi stuff. Like I'm, I love like mamoya. Oh, mamoya. <laughs> like I love like a crispy rice salmon, crispy rice with like the jalapeno on it. Jocelyn and I would be like, should we go to mamoya? And mamoya, we spent like two hundred dollars. Yeah, mamoya is a sushi restaurant on the Upper West Side. It's really pricey. And like we would go there and just be like, well, do you want to spend two hundred dollars today or not? Yeah, and it, it's like, that. and we'd be like, well, so, we don't really drink anymore, so right. why not? So that was like our treat. And they had like this like pizza Ugh. that was like a tuna tartar pizza. It was like a fried cracker, like cracker. It was thing. fucking delicious. Um, and then I love me a spicy tuna roll. Yeah, we also used to go salmon. to this place where that we would get all you can eat sushi. And it had like the order, the touchscreen order thing. So like, if you wanted to get more, you just like add How more. How good they just is bring a touchscreen? And they bring it to you. Oh my god! Let me run the restaurant. Um, Sally's Spa, aka oh. yeah, it's like very much the Sally. Like, give me this. Yes. Have it, you ever been to like one of those automated? No, I haven't. So it's like the belt, the belt where it goes belt. past you. The belt where it goes past you. So there's this chain in Japan called Kappa Sushi, mm-hmm. and like the logo is like those two little green guys, like they're little. You've, you saw them. They're, they're kappas. They're really cute. Okay. They're like turtle type things. Uh-huh. And it's the fucking best shit ever. You sit at a table. You have a screen. You literally just like type in anything you want. Meanwhile, there's a sh- uh, the conveyor belt going around just having whatever. So you can just like pick and it up. And it's like a plate of like two sushis. Two. They have like hamburger ones, right? Oh, my God. Um, And it's like two. And it's priced based on like the color of the plate. Yeah. So like when you're done, they just like add it all up. And oh, like, that's cute. Yeah. And then like you you can order your own rolls, too. And then they get like Shinkansen to you on like the fast train. Wait, what did you say? So, like the Shinkansen is like the speed train in Japan. Yeah. So they like and they're obsessed with it there. And if you order your own sushi, that's not yeah. on the conveyor belt. There's like a separate conveyor belt that like Shinkansen your sushi to you. Oh, my God. Like your, like your special order. That one. is fun. And then they have like a green tea fountain at your table. A green tea fountain? Yes. And they have like desserts coming around too, like cream puffs. Like it's amazing. This sounds like Willy it's Wonka heaven. the Chocolate Factory. But it's a fucking chain. No, that's like amazing. My favorite. I want like once a day. Yeah, that's really it's good. It's so good. Yeah, that's fun. Why don't we have more like fun restaurants? Because we're gross here. We refuse to pay people to do anything, which is so stupid because like you could have a restaurant like that. Yeah. But like in America, we're too afraid of like people not working that we won't like advance technologically. Like we don't need truck drivers anymore, but like we refuse to advance because like they want to just keep paying people to do like obsolete jobs when they could just UBI them. Oh, interesting. Why do they like what's the point of like advancing technologically if we right. all still have to work? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Well, because they don't want to pay people at universal basic exactly. income. Yeah. That's comment below. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It's like everything's so stupid. No, I know. It doesn't like we could be having conveyor belts of food and people could be making like a living wage preparing it, but instead Right. Walmart. <laughs> 
<laughs> so I have the, like I have the most disturbed look yeah. on my face. Like it sucks when you do go to other countries or when you like see. You can even watch on YouTube people like traveling and showing you what it's like when they go and eat there. Yeah, and you're just like, what the fuck? It's so much more dignified too. Why don't like, we have that? <laughs> because we're disgusting. I know. Like people get paid to do jobs there. Like clean. Like when you go, I mean, my favorite reference is always Vienna, but like, yeah. There's people like cleaning bathrooms and like bakeries and they have they're paid like the same amount. Right. As like the, the work, the other people that work there. Right. And it's, it's like a living wage. Right. Like it's, but just, it's still not great. It could be better. Sure. I'm not like touting them. But like, no, it's but like just really that's I mean, we're seeing that happen right now. Like people for, forget like, oh, no one wants to work. It's like, well, 700,000 people have passed away. Yeah. And, that's also like <clears throat> propaganda. Right. And. Now, a lot of people just not like, the passing away the pe- nobody wants to work. Oh, yeah. People yeah. want to work. Yeah. But then they're like, you're not paying living wage. Like they simply can't afford to work for you. Yeah. And also, like, no one's going to sit on their ass for 10 to 15 months waiting for their waitressing job to come back. Like, right. What do you expect someone to do? They're going to, like, try to advance their life, maybe or yes. find a different course of action because, like, their job that's based solely on tips. Right. Doesn't is, exist. Right. And like, first of all. There's all this shit talk about, quote unquote, socialism. Right. What do you think the restaurant industry is? Yeah. Why are we subsidizing restaurant costs? Exactly. <laughs> like tipping is socialist. Right. And we're the only country that does it. Yeah. I know whenever <laughs> you're an American and you travel and you're like, it comes time to pay the bill, the tipping thing. And they're like, well, we don't do tips here. Yeah. And you're like, I can't not leave you yeah. a tip. And, and you like, leave a tip and they're like, oh, my God. They're like, why? Yeah. <laughs> they think we're crazy. We are crazy. They're like, why would you give us more money? I told you it was this much money. Yeah. And you're like, Wah! I like it's ingrained in me. Like, totally. I feel sick not tipping whenever. Like Even if I get bad service. Oh, I tip every all no matter what. Yeah. It's not my you know what I mean? Unless someone's like blatantly mean and rude. That's like never happened. But like if someone's me. just like slow and like obviously busy. Yeah. Then it's not their fault. Right. One second, I have to put my tiny George Washington ponytail back in. <laughs> We're going to the gym later, so I have my tiny ponytail in. You're like lifting weights like four score and seven. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm going to have to do that. I'm going to do a Was that Washington. Abraham Lincoln? Yeah. He's a homo, right? I have heard that. They're all fucking homos. <laughs> That's the thing. Stop lying. Stop lying. Let's just have a party. Ugh, everybody just be yourselves. <laughs> We're in a prison of our own making. That's the point. We're in a prison of, of our own making. Right? I think somebody said like the most frustrating thing is like when you see that things are wrong and you like have an idea of like how it could be better or yeah. like how to fix it or like what should be done. And that makes living life like very frustrating. Oh, yeah. I have I have so many ideas. Right. It's like that whole thing of like, nobody asked me. Oh, yeah. It's enraging. <laughs> no, I get that. It's like watching that guy put his luggage in the overhead compartment for oh, like yeah, 10 that minutes video. the wrong way. Yeah. And then the woman comes by and she's like, just do this. Yeah. And it fits right in perfectly. I know. We could have taken off an hour ago. <laughs> uh, overhead, the overhead bins situation is it's not working for me. No, I mean, flying. We've talked about this a lot. Like. Airports flying, traveling brings out the absolute worst in people. Because it is truly so stressful for no reason. Like it's your you, lowest self. You literally that travels. they they make you feel like you're pitted against each other. You but are. we really should be able to collaborate as traveling. And, but companions. it goes back to our ancestry, you know? Yeah. That's true. Like every, whoever can get on, get on. Yeah. Yeah, it kind of feels that way. 
We all get a little crazy around we vehicles. Crazy about around like group vehicles. Yeah. Like, let me on. Like, we're crazy. <laughs> we all have like generational trauma around uh, group travel. I think this is also an American thing. Is it? I don't know. Anyways, um, God bless America. All right. <laughs> so let's do another question. What advice would you have for others hoping to open their own business? Don't do it. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, uh, no, but like do it. Yeah. But be. I think that the biggest thing is like be prepared to not pay yourself for a very long time. Yes. Have some backup reserves. Yep. Um, have a supportive family or as long as you have like a supporting a supportive system around you because you're going to be working all the time. Yeah. Holidays, evenings, Like weekends. it all falls on you. Yes. And like you're in control of how far you want it to go. Yeah. It, you know, to a certain extent, like there are, you know, it, it's expensive and you need money to start it and you need money to support yourself while you're doing it because you know, you're pretty much not going to be profitable right away. Yeah. Um, so I think like having a realistic understanding of what exactly goes into it is going to be really important. Get a really good tax person. Yeah. Accountant. Um, make sure you know. I don't know. I mean, it depends on what kind of business you're going to run. There's so many types yeah. of businesses. Like I can only speak for like e-commerce, like pretty much. But yeah, just be prepared to pivot a lot be flexible. Uh You're always going to be learning. It's never going to be autopilot and you're always going to have to drive the car. Like it's, you're never going to just be able to be like, okay, I'm relaxed now. It's working. Like you are always going to have to have your finger on it. And like, that's something that you should know getting into it. And I think another thing too, is if you know that you're someone who works too hard or like, won't like, won't stop yourself have boundaries too so that you don't burn out because yeah. burnout is so burnout is real like owner burnout business owner burnout is like an i think so common yeah so make sure you take care of your mental and physical health i think too like the the more that you do yourself the better it is for the business at in, first, in the beginning yeah absolutely because like you really need to know everything that's going on and it has to, it has to come from you or right. else you can't really outsource the early on things because it just like loses its ownership like as a brand. Do you know what I mean? As like a company? Yeah. So I think the only way that you can ever make something the way that you want it to be or the way that like works best for your customer is to do it all hands on at first. Yeah. Because you can't understand how to manage it. If you haven't done it yourself, like do it yourself until you feel like, you know, it well enough to teach someone else how to do it. Right. And you can afford to pay them. Right. Correct. Totally. Yeah. Um, Also, just watch the Lula Rich documentary. It's exactly like that. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I watch stuff like that and I'm like, how did these people start these businesses without like paying taxes? Right. Yeah. Right. Like, it's crazy to me. It's they get so sucked in. It's crazy. Like. Even like, but like the people who started, like they weren't doing anything like correctly. I yeah, that's what I wanted to know from that documentary specifically. Like, where are they sourcing these materials? Yeah, where are you sourcing this? this? Like, where did you get your overhead? Right. It's so (laughs) like I'm like how How? out of your trunk? That doesn't seem legal. (laughs) It's absolutely not. It it was not legal. Okay, here is one that I remember from the first one because I thought it was like so precious because I was like, thank you so much. 
Um, the question is, have we ever been recognized in person? Oh, my God. I know. I got this question. I was like, wow, thank you. Someone came up to me and was like, weren't you in Teen People in 2000, 2003? <laughs> in a FUBU jacket? Um, like, we don't really, but there's been two times that it has happened. Yeah. One time we were walking in the park in the city. And in Morningside Park, Morningside right? Park. And all of a sudden we hear, hey, Bijou Candles. <laughs> and we were like, Hi. And we were like, oh, my God. It's probably just like someone we met at a bar. Maybe. <laughs> but we were like, um, oh, my God. Hi. Yeah. That, we thought that was so funny. And then recently it happened around here, which is funny because we're like in the Hudson Valley, which is like not necessarily like as populated as right. the city. And we were driving out of the grocery store <laughs> and some guy in a truck like kind of pulls up next to us and goes, hey, I love your candles. And we were like what yeah <laughs> i was like i thought he was like telling me to roll my or i think my window was down right and he like leaned down and he was like said the things about the candles right. and i was like what and then it didn't click right away right. like that was the last thing i expected this guy to say to me, me too and he kind of started driving off and we were like and i was oh, like thank oh you. What? <laughs> i was like what yeah anyways that was the only two times that that's ever happened it was exciting it was wow uh, famous candles. Exhilarating. <laughs> oh my god. But I like loved that question. I was like, oh, that doesn't really happen. But the times that it did happen, I was like, yeah. Thank you. Never say never. Oh my god. <laughs> if you see us, say hi. Absolutely. Yeah. Like, please. Like, we love to meet the candle coven. Yeah. That would like thrill me. Seriously. We just talk about candles. Um, okay, here's another one. What has the process been like running your own business pros and cons? I mean, you know what? I have to tell you, we get a lot of questions about like that kind of thing. Running a business. Right. And like questions about like how we started it and like early Bijou stuff. Like, so I you think. Know, sorry. Go ahead. No, I think that that's like just something that people are really interested about. So something that we started doing recently, because um, we do get burnt out for sure. It's like so much work and uh, it's hard to just like continuously come up with stuff right <laughs> like on every front so um i thought it'd be funny to start saying that we're on a play date and we're gonna go play business right like we're like two little girls on a play date right sometimes we like we'll be like oh i'm like so tired this week my brain like the brain fog of it all yeah. you're just like i can't think of it i can't think of things right now yeah and like we have to come up with everything because we are we do every all of it yeah and she's literally been like, let's just like pretend we're going to play business to take the pressure off of it. Yeah. And then we can like go home from our play date. Right. <laughs> and sometimes it's literally about just like changing the way you receive the day. Yes. You receive the information. Yeah. Like if I go in and like, because the stakes are so much higher when you're like playing pretend. Yeah. You know, it's like big business. Like I feel like I'm like Bette Midler. Like it's like, being they're, like they're higher, but they're also like lower. Yeah. But yeah. But like you can act as if they're higher. Right. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So I'm like, I'm going to make this email like, do, 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 right. do, do. you know what I mean? No. Yeah, it's true. You're like sell all my shares. Close the accounts. <laughs> Call Barry. <laughs> like you just like make it more of like you put the novelty back yeah. in it. And yeah. I feel like it, I'm like acting. Right. Instead of making it feel like mundane. Yeah. I think that that's one of the cons is like. It, the burnout for sure yeah but the pros is is if at the end of the day like 
you love what you do. Like you got to focus on the fact that you get to do what you love. Yeah. Um, And not that it's like a chore. Like sometimes I think our brains are, are really good at being like, oh, I have to go do this. I have to go do that. Mm-hmm. Like you have to change it to be like, I get to go do this. Yeah. I get to go do that. Um, I think because there are so many questions that we get about running a business, like I think a lot of people want to r- open and run a business. And like I have to like remind myself like how good it is that we get to do that. Like and I don't I don't like to, it's important to remind yourself like yeah. how like, OK, I started this. It works. And like I'm so happy that I get to do it. Yeah. Because like the human brain wants to be like, oh, I have to do this again. But yeah, like yeah. you have to just be like, this is I get to do this. Yeah. And I think that that's something that you should when starting a business is like keep that like the fire that you have when you want to start it, like keep like remind yourself of that all the time mm-hmm. because you don't want to. I mean, this is for like anything that you want to keep alive, relationships, anything like you have to treat it like it's precious because it is. Yeah. And like, remember how good you have it or us, me. Right. Like, this is really like focus I focus on the positive yeah. things all the time because there's so much stuff. I think the thing that's true is like there's so much that can be done and there's so much to stress about when you run your own business because like the limit does not exist. Right. You literally can put in as much you can do. You take a step back and you're like, I literally made this all up. Yeah, I made this whole thing up. And you can literally be like, I can do more. I can keep doing more. But at yeah. some point you have to be like, no, I have to focus on what I can do well and not spread myself too thin. Yeah, it's a marathon, not not a, a sprint. Race. Sprint? What is that saying? Sprinting? Sprinting? Not a race. It's a marathon. It's not is a marathon a race. Marathon is a race. But it's like You a, get what I'm saying. Right. And it's also about the journey, not the destination. Right. These are all pillows that I have. They're <laughs> I don't even think there is a destination. No. It's just you just keep every day. You just do it. Yeah. And just like I think planning is so important. Just kind of plan out. Yeah. Because otherwise, like making milestones, like I need to be done with this by this date, this by this date. I feel like that really helps because like some of us will procrastinate and some of us will do too much. So try mm-hmm. and stay on schedule, even like if it means like not doing too much because you don't again, you don't yeah. want to burn yourself out. Do you know what like one of the biggest things too about running a business that I think people don't really like talk or like pinpoint as much. And we did with our friend JD who like, yeah, has like a big time job with like a big company. Right. Inventory management. Inventory is like the biggest thing. Yep. In a company that like sells things. Oh yeah. And especially I'm sure the people with small businesses the last couple of years with all of the issues with COVID with shipping and materials. It's been really hard. It's so hard. And like, even before this whole COVID thing, there is such a thing as like, for some reason, someone posts about you one day, like someone famous, the next day you could have orders that you can't fulfill. Like right. these things happen. It's like crazy. Right. You have to like, make you sure just have that to be you, like ready for anything in terms of inventory. It's like this like fine balance between buying enough inventory because you have to pay for all your materials and everything to make it. Yeah. And like being able to hold that inventory, which means that you're paying for yeah, it. Yeah, sell and it. You, and you're sitting on money. Or have the ability to make it quickly and well. Like, that's the thing that's really hard is like, do you have your production scalable? Yeah, we've had we and we've gotten like batches of things where like it's the first time we order something and it's like fucked up. Right. And we were like planning on releasing it and we can't do it. and We can't do it. We have to like redo it. And it's like fucked up our schedule. Yeah. Happens all the time. Yeah. And it's just like a, one mistake on like a label. Oh, it can be like the the person who calibrated the label machine yeah. calibrated it by a half an inch. Yeah. And now we have to rerun a thousand candles. Right. It can be like that. That <laughs> happened. Yes. 
that did happen the week before Black Friday yep. one time. <laughs> I remember we were at the gym. You were deadlifting and you got the call. I got the call and I didn't even get upset. I was like, OK. And then you added like 45 pounds to your deadlift. <laughs> just raging we made it we made the thing is is like we made it work it's all about problem solving yeah and that's that's gonna be your biggest thing it's like things are never gonna go to plan they they might but they probably won't And like try not to freak out too much yeah and it's like once you realize that it is just recovering from things that are out of your control or like like surfing a wave of things that are out of your control yeah and that's that's the job it's not like having things go smoothly yeah it's literally like hey, this is happening now. Okay, well, what are we going to do? <laughs> and like, it's so crazy. Like the making cool and fun shit of it. Yeah. Is like 10% of it. Which is my favorite part. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Which is why I get so excited when we release stuff. Yeah. Because it's all about the thing that was my favorite part of yeah. it. Yeah. That's like the best part. But it, there's a really fun way to like find the joy and like the smaller things too. Like writing the emails. It's yeah. like, how can I express my excitement about this yeah. in this way for example mm-hmm. anyways business is hard <laughs> but, right. but rewarding okay thoughts on the new scream movie oh yeah okay i mean i'm excited me too i like any uh reboot that involves the original cast same in a in a heavy way i'm excited for it i think we're ready for it yeah i mean they got courtney cox and david arquette to be a couple again right. on screen so i know i wonder That's, it must be good are they a couple in the movie still? Because I know they were. Yeah, I think so. It seems like it. Yeah. Oh, that's exciting. Yeah, I'm excited for it. I was also excited for the I Know What You Did Last Summer reboot until I realized it was a series. Yeah. And like no one from the originals in it. Yeah, I'm not that if excited about it. If the original cast cosigns on it, it's going to be better. I agree because I don't know. There's just something about the nostalgia factor. That being said, he's all that. Oh. Had Rachel Lee Cook and Matthew Lillard. It and was, it did not slap. It did not it thudded. <laughs> it wasn't. It was just. It wasn't there. It wasn't even in the sweet spot. It was like a wah, wah. Yeah. It wasn't. Yeah. It wasn't a hundred percent. No. But yeah, like as far as remakes are concerned, like I think like they typically don't work that well unless you're doing something totally like with a, a new frame of yeah. reference and with would a it, taste level that saying, makes like, sense. Wouldn't it be cool if someone did like a remake? In a completely different tone of Rocky Horror. Like they use the story, yeah. but they made it like a scary, like slasher style movie. That I mean like that, a James Wan joint. Interesting. Like if they looked at yeah. Like, like they, they made looked, it like a like a horror movie. Right. If they took it from the level where it was like more horrifying. Yeah, like not camp, not musical. Like interesting. Right? I mean if, Like imagine like Frankenfurter, but like scary. If you could like you can do anything well if you do it well. <laughs> Yeah. No, what I would say is you can really do anything if you find like the way to do it. Yeah. That's like not a bad idea. Like it could be really good. Right. But we'll see. Um, We'll see in this imaginary world where this isn't going to. Right. Unless I do it myself, which I have to do. Um, But I do have to say we watched Scream recently. Yes. And for me, it is fucking gory as hell. Like, I can't believe I watched that as a kid. And like, it must have fucked me up. Because like I watched it. That like now when I was like scared, like the Drew Barrymore shit is scary. Yeah, it is. And I feel like it's only going to get worse in this new one. I just feel like because the tone is so campy in a way. I don't know how you do that. I don't know either. Like if something is remotely like a hair campy. Yeah. You can just like tolerate so much gore. Right. 
And I, I don't gore. get that. You like I like always say how much I hate gore. I hate torture. Like it's the tone. If I'm looking at the tone of Scream versus like Hostel. Yeah. I pick Scream because it's got it's like the music. It's the culture. It's it's more of stylized in a way. Whereas like I haven't even seen Hostel, but like you I haven't. S- no, it's basically a tourism video for my home country, Slovakia. No, <laughs> specifically Bratislava. I don't like like tort like capture yeah, torture. Yeah, yeah. It's like different to me. It doesn't have the same. Like there is like a, there is a camp factor to it. There is. I like hostile. Like that's campy as hell. Yeah. But like it's not the same tone as like a slasher film. Like they're so I don't know how to describe it. I, they're I, so there, ridiculous. I think the difference is it's so nuanced. Like I don't see Scream as campy because it's scary. Like it's still like I get what you mean that it's campy. I think yeah. it's campy like in retrospect. Wait, you know what I'm realizing the difference is? I find serial killing to be scarier than <laughs> spree killing. <laughs> <laughs> the sub 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 genres of murder. Yes. I okay, find so serial okay. killing is scarier than sp- spree Wait, killing. What? Okay. So is scream a spree or it's a spree? What's the difference? I think it's like it's done in like a short period of time. So they're on like a spree. They're having like a thing. So whereas serial killers, the serial killers, like are they're just killing until they get caught. Pretty much. Right. Kind of like what's his name? Who killed um, Jenny Brasacci? Oh, my God. Right. What's his name? Andrew Cuomo. No. Um, Andrew Conanon. Oh, my God. Very similar. No. Andrew Conanon fucked me up. Yeah. See, that's a spree killing. That that's scary, too, though. fucked me up. I'm not saying that spree killing is Also bringing fame terrifying. to half Asians everywhere. Huh? <laughs> no. Half Asian icon, Andrew Cunanan. and Jesus. Um, yeah, so, I, I don't know. Like, in in the, the, the slasher, like, the Jason and the Freddy of it all, which I guess are technically serial spree killers. Hold on. <laughs> Hold the phone. Is this, like, an SAT question? <laughs> Like so, if you, can you be a serial 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 spree spree serial? Like, <laughs> what's a spree serial? Well, like they're doing spree killings in like a serialized way. Like it's like every so many years. Give me an example. Oh, a spree killing happens. Oh, whereas like oh, so they're like on an anniversary, we'll do a spree. Right. So who's like a serial killer? Like um, Robert Ramirez. Robert Ramirez. Is that his name? The L.A. The Night Stalker. Yeah, what's his name? Richard Ramirez. Richard. Yeah. You're, are you dyslexic for Richard and Robert? Like Matt Mike. Um, is that a serial killer? He's a serial killer. And like the Happy Face Killer. Serial killer. Ted Bundy. I mean, famous serial killer. Very scary. Very scary. Who's the scariest to you? Um, I think that like the scariest ones are the ones that when you like just look at them don't make you feel scared because that's like very scary. Oh. Like the tepid looking ones? Like, you know, like how everyone said Ted Bundy was like so charming and like. I mean, Zac Efron played him. Right. Like that's scary as hell to me because it's like so. Those are so obvious to me, nose. though. Is it? I feel like if you met Ted Bundy, you'd be like, this guy's a fucking well, douche. You hope that. You hope you that. You know. It was the 70s, though. So like people didn't know shit. I mean, people were 
hitchhiking. There was no 911. They didn't lock their doors. No. It was like, sure, my daughter can stay with my neighbor. Every, yeah. It was a strange older man who's single. And obsessed with her. Yeah. Yeah, we all saw that documentary. Yep. Um, no one, no one had their sliding glass doors locked. Oh my God. That's like how everyone got murdered was their sliding, sliding glass, glass door. door. Put, what? I have like so many things on my sliding glass door. Oh, yeah. I have an alarm, a lock, a, a manual lock. It's a like um, our sliding glass door. We have like a whole setup like in Home Alone where he's like faking the party. <laughs> oh yeah. Exactly. So no one comes in. No, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we should do that for uh, Christmas decor. I Put always like remember a, because he has the Michael Jordan cut out. Yeah. Yeah. Christmas tree. <laughs> We're doing like in Home Alone. <laughs> I'd have to add something on QuickBooks <laughs> for my bookkeeper. Speaking of doing business. I just got a message. This is what doing business is. You're recording a <laughs> podcast and you get an email from QuickBook. <laughs> I got a text. Kvick, how's my dad says it? QuickBook. 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 That's nice. That sounds better. When you have a, a European dad, oftentimes they will switch their V's and W's. I love that. Do another one. <laughs> um, like for like he'll like a word like value. Oh, value. Valiant. Like. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've or heard, like I've heard it happen. Waltz, Waltzwagen. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Here's another question. Good couples costume ideas. You guys are the queens of couple costumes. Oh my god. Okay, so that first of all, thank you. That is so oh yeah, nice. Thank you. Thank you. My main thing for a couple's costume is like I like to take the first thing I take to, into account is like the size of the couple. Like, is can that be played into like uh, a couple's costume? What like, Elena is uh, referring to yes. is uh, how short I am compared to her. Yeah, like if you and have if there's a, a way that we can p- do a play on yes, that. Yes, exactly. So is there some sort of strength that you have in the physicality, in your physicality yeah. of your couple that would work really well for right. something if like you're, yeah, for like I would be a really good Sunny and Cher, and I would be the Sunny, for example. Yeah, yeah. we have a few in our arsenal that we are going to deploy. Yes. Throughout the years. So we I'm have, not going to give any up right now. We do actually already have our costume this year. It's in the works. In and the I works. am very excited about it. But back yeah. to the question. So, yeah, once you have that, like, uh, is there something that like we naturally gravitate towards? Like, yeah. And also, like, you don't when you say like the size, you can do whatever the f- you can do whatever you want. Well, that's just something I like if you if you're a similar size, you can do like a, you know, a, a duo that's similar sized or if right. you're like. I Arnold mean Schwarzenegger height. and Danny DeVito. I right. mean, in general. Like, yeah. Like, who, if, I, if yeah. we would do twins, I would be a great Danny DeVito right. and you'd be a great <laughs> Schwarzenegger. Exactly. I mean, how funny would that be? So there's that element. Um, you have to decide, like, is there a, somebody I've always wanted to do? Yeah. And, like, is there something that goes with that that's really good? Because you can do, like, non-traditional couples costumes and do things that are, like, in the same genre mm-hmm. together. That makes sense. Or you could like go. There's a lot of good resources online. I also think like um, doing drag is always a party pleaser. It's like a crowd pleaser, right? Like people love anyone doing drag. I just like I I think I dress up like a, a man for Halloween as a drag queen. It's king so all funny. The time. No, like okay, so halfway through me getting ready, like this is especially me as George Michael. Elena just like comes in and I have nothing on but like a beard. 
<laughs> and she's just like, I can't, like, I, I almost like can never get to finish it because we start laughing so hard. It's so funny. That I'm like crying and yeah. I have to like redo it. It is so funny. I think you really lost it when I started to put the eyebrows on because George oh Michael has God. really luscious he's, eyebrows. He's a very follicled man. Yeah, was. he was R. follicled. Yes. Um, oh, another thing to think of is like the ease of making the costume. Yeah. We've had some costumes that we've had to put on the back burner because like I they're going to be expensive. Yeah. And I'm just like not there. Yeah. I don't have <clears> the mental headspace. Like, be and I don't have an too. event to necessarily like wear them to right. at the moment, you know, in the time that we're living but in. Anyway, the, the question was any ideas? Ideas. Right. I mean, there's endless Romeo and Michelle. <laughs> That's, Actually, that's all I got. I love the idea of like a woman and her husband doing Romeo That's what I'm saying. Like if you, yeah. See, that's what you mean by like physicality. Yes, like, that's is what it, I mean. Regardless of your gender right. or whatever sex, right. you know, like. Right, like what would be fun for you? Yeah. Like what would be, do you want it to be funny? Do yeah. you want it to be fun? Do you want to explore yourself? Like. I yeah, Romeo and Michelle is actually a really good one. It's like I want to say ones, but I also like don't want to give away. Any yeah, me too. <laughs> um, I mean, Bert and Ernie. How, there you go. How funny is Bert and Ernie? I saw a really good Rick and Morty recently. Oh, yeah. Rick and Morty Where they painted fun. it on when you close your eyes, you look like the cartoon on oh your face. Oh, my God. Which I thought was really cute. Pickle Rick. Obviously, I think this is actually a classic and it's done. But if you do it really well, it's amazing. Morticia and Gomez. Yeah. Um, If you do that really well. You get like real clothes. Oh, there's like some nice makers on Etsy that make like the Morticia gown and they're oh. like beautiful. Um, Another one that I really like is... Uh, the Beetlejuice Lydia Red Bride mm -hmm. with Beetlejuice. Yep. That is a gorgeous costume. You could also do the couple from Beetlejuice. Right. Um, with the, the head Gina thing. Davis and Baldwin. Yeah. With the, you could do the heads or you, you can, could like, do the. You like paper them, mache it. Right. Paper mache those heads. Like, that's fun. Mm -hmm. Turn it into a couple's activity. Right. It depends on how crafty you want to get, too. There's so many. I mean, and there's I just endless say, options. Like, you know, you could be Dr. Freeze and Poison Ivy. Oh, see, that's a that's a nice one. This is like a, that one's like a five thousand dollar duo. But you could like get crafty with yeah. it. Um, I hate to say the necessary evil. Amazon Prime has some really good basic like I need a bodysuit like right. this. Like they really do have some good things that you can like put it together. Yeah, And don't be afraid to like get out a needle and thread and hand stitch it if you have to. There you go. Go back Cut to the old glue country. It. Yeah. Make I, it the, the RuPaul's Drag Race workroom. Right. Exactly. Take it to the runway. <laughs> I can't think of any others. Can somebody take, do like a really cute like Mickey and Minnie? <laughs> Is that That's boring? That's so dumb. That's <laughs> <laughs> so boring. <laughs> I was mini for Halloween one time. Yeah, it was well, that's like, cute. It when was, you're a kid, that's cute. I was a teenager. <laughs> that's actually slutty. Was it? <laughs> just kidding. It was like not a slutty version. It was just mini mouse. You, were you a Disney adult when you were in high school? You know what it was? I just had this like really cute mini mouse costume that I found at like Marshall's. Yeah, like it was like at Marshall's, I think. I know. And, and you I, just liked it that much? And I had like this poofy underskirt from like a dance costume. So it poofed the skirt up. And then I had these Steve Madden, Mary Jane platform shoes. Yeah, classic. And I just wanted to wear them. And they look like Minnie Mouse shoes. Yeah. You know, she has like clunky shoes. Yeah. And I had like the Amelie haircut at the time. Yeah, you did. And I wore them and it just looked so, it was just cute. It was very twee. Yeah, very twee. Very. God, it was who's so twee. that girl? It's Jess. Like, very good. Yeah. 
Hey, Elena, I think we should do some spooky stories from the Candle Coven. <laughs> Let's do some spooky stories. <laughs> so we're going to do a couple today, and we have a bunch more, and I think we're going to do a special spooky story episode for Halloween. So. Wow, that's so fun. Keep sending them in, because we're going to keep we doing them. more. We love them, too. Yeah, we love them so much. All right, so this one is from Heather. And this is her in real life spooky story. When I was a small child, like basically still a toddler, my great grandmother, Nana, passed away. Even though I was very young when she died, I still have some memories of her and I remember feeling very close with her. Also some background info you need to know is that my Nana used to tell people's fortunes with a regular deck of cards, like playing cards with the hearts, clubs, spades, and diamond suits, not tarot cards. My dad told me this wild story that happened shortly after she died, which I don't remember firsthand, so this is all from what my dad has told me. My parents took me to my Nana's house shortly after she died to take care of some things, and I guess I got really upset about Nana being gone and I was having a hysterical crying fit, and my parents were struggling to calm me down. During my toddler grief tantrum, I somehow managed to climb up on a kitchen chair and get myself up to one of Nana's kitchen cabinets, and I started furiously rifling through the contents of the cabinet until I found a box that was hidden behind some other things. Inside the box were Nana's cards that she had used to tell fortunes years prior. My dad said that she hadn't done this in years, and she never told kids fortunes or even let me see her cards, so it was extra weird that I had found them in the cabinet like I was looking for them. I opened the box and started throwing cards out of it until I got to the Ace of Spades, which is the card that signifies death. I held the card up to my dad, and then I eventually calmed down. While this was happening, my mom was outside trying to get the car started. She was struggling to get it to start the whole time I was in hysterics, but the car started as soon as I finally calmed down. What? Weird. My mom, who is a skeptic when it comes to this sort of thing, also has told me that I said I could see my Nana in her rocking chair after she had passed away, and I have vague memories of her rocking chair moving with no one sitting in it. Anyway, that's my spooky childhood story. LOL. Happy spooky season. Imagine bringing the cars to, like, Teresa Caputo. Oh, my God. She starts doing her furiously rubbing her yep. lips back and forth, yep. and she goes, this is Nana's cards. Yes. Yeah. But she didn't play with these cards. These. What did she do with these cards? Yeah. <laughs> Was she, she like a fo- uh, she's telling people's Oh, she's a medium like me. <laughs> like how weird is the concept of like your little toddler just like getting up on a counter and like furiously like finding the death card? Yeah. Like that's eerie as hell. I wonder if like Nana had not possessed you, but like spoken to you somehow. I'm told sure. You. Yeah. Like it seems like go find this. It's like a way of. The ghosts always find the kids first. Well. Because they are just, they're just out of death. Yeah, they got a lot they of DMT in the brain. Yeah. They're, the veil is thin. The veil is super thin. The veil thin. is very thin. Yeah, but she's probably like, go get this and show this to your father. <laughs> he never believed me. Yeah, right? I mean, that'll... And then then let the car start. Oh, my God. What a flex. I love that. Patrick Swayze's right there. <laughs> picking up pennies. Get it, Nana. Do you have a little spooky story for us? I have a spooky story. Here I go. <laughs> <laughs> um, for those of you, just as an aside quickly, that don't know, Elena will start to read these stories and has to start a thousand times because her oh, yeah. brain goes faster than her mouth. I, like, can't read. <laughs> you can't. my God. This is, like, from the trauma of, like, having to read out loud in school. Well, you're not in school. I'm not. We're playing podcasts. <laughs> okay, now that you put it like that. Okay. Hi, ladies. I can't wait. 
Hi ladies, love your candles and the podcast. My name is Jamie and I'm writing in to share my real life spooky story. Here it goes. When I was a senior in high school, I went to Washington DC with my parents. We stayed at the hotel where Reagan was shot, which is not related to the story, but interesting in its own right. One of the nights I woke up because I had to use the bathroom. Shocker, my bladder has always been that of an elderly woman. Same. <laughs> Hard Never same. not going up to pee. <clears throat> yep. I looked over towards the bed where my parents were sleeping and saw my mom standing next to the bed drinking a Coke. Hmm? I kept looking at her because I thought it was strange that she was drinking soda in the middle of the night. Okay, Kathy Hilton. Right. But I could see the red of the can. Then I looked down at the bed and I thought I saw my mom actually laying down sleeping. I looked back at the person standing there and then back at the bed. I thought to myself... That better be my mom standing there. As soon as I thought this, I could see this person. He was wearing a red bellboy coat with gold (gasps) buttons and a hat. I started to freak out. And at this moment, it was like whoever he was noticed that I was noticing him and he flew up through the wall. Ah! Since I still had to use the bathroom, I got up. Oh my God. And when I did, I ran into the chair that was at the desk in the room. I got the chills as if I'd run into someone. I sprinted into the bathroom and then back to my bed. I never turned the direction of my parents' bed at night again for the rest of the trip. My neck hurt from only keeping my face turned towards the opposite wall. (gasps) When we woke up, I told my parents what happened. My dad told me I was sleeping and I'd imagined the whole thing. I knew I was awake, but being that I was 17 years old and I had a list a mile long of things I pestered my parents about, (laughs) I kind of dropped it. (laughs) Until years later, when the most spooky part of this whole story took place. My parents returned to stay at the same hotel. When checking in, the front desk staff asked if they'd ever stayed with them before. My mom replied, kind of laughing when she talked, yes. And when we did, my daughter thought she saw a bellboy ghost drinking a Coke in our room. Without skipping a beat, the front desk attendant replied, oh yes, that's Peter, everyone (gasps) sees him. No! Okay, that's it, stay spooky and spectacular, Jamie. Oh, that's such a good one. Right? Peter. The reason I was like, oh, that's real. The bellboy outfit. Right? The outfit is what gets you. Um, is every ghost named Pete? Yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Pete. Big Pete vibes. Pete. Big Pete vibes. Peter. Wait, that is like, that so is So wait, was, the, was Pete drinking a Coke? Or was yes. that the bellboy outfit? Pete, Peter, the bellboy, was drinking a Coke. His name is Peter. Wow. I need to know, did he die there? Had to. Must have. We gotta look it up. Yeah, we will. We, I mean, we can just look up the hotel where Reagan was shot. Yeah. We're going to do a deep dive. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> On Ronald Reagan. Who is, please know, <laughs> who is Peter? Who what did Peter is know? Peter. These are great, you guys. Thank you so much for sending yeah, in these so spooky fun. stories. We have a bunch that we're going to do, like I said, in a spooky episode. So if you want to get yours in before the end of the month, podcast at bijoucandles.com. Yeah. Send us your spookies. And, and these could be, yeah. they don't even have to be like supernatural, even if it's like, Someone followed you home one night and you have like, and you know, your, yes. your flight or flight kicked in. And oh, you like yeah. Did, you know, anything, that anything that's scary, spooky, yeah. send it to us. Um, yeah, we love it. And thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Candle Coven podcast. We love you guys. We love you all. Bye. Bye.